0: Team Time. Sports Around the World. Good evening, everybody. It's Ben Cullen with your Sports Around the World update. Bayern Munich are the kings of European football. They overcame PSG in a close Champions League final in Lisbon to claim the crown for the sixth time. It was certainly a night of joy for the German outfit, particularly for Bayern coach Hansi Flick. He added the Champions League to the Bundesliga he'd already won as interim manager this season. On the flip side, it was a night of agony for BSG's two attacking superstars, Neymar and Mbappe. Both failed to produce their best and found themselves frustrated when they had the best of the first half chances. Legendary Barcelona forward Lionel Messi has asked to leave the club this summer. The Argentinian sent a fax to the club on Tuesday saying he wishes to exercise a clause in his contract allowing him to leave for free with immediate effect. A legal battle is now set to begin between the club and Messi as the clause stated he needed to inform them before 10th of June. That date has of course now passed, so Barca believe the clause has expired, but Messi and his team feel it should be extended to cover the prolonged season. My question is, who else is sending facts in 2020? The US Open is just around the corner and players have been ramping up their preparations at the Western and Southern Open. But two disappointing stars include Andy Murray and Serena Williams after being knocked out early. Murray was knocked out in his last 16 bout and said afterwards, I was really not happy with that at all. I have a much higher standard than that. Not good enough tonight. Serena Williams had similar things to say after being knocked out in the third round. There really is no excuses to be honest. The U.S. Open is set to begin on August 31st. When fans tuned in as the NBA season resumed at Disney World, they were watching a game with a different feel. Jerseys normally containing well-known surnames, prized products sold to fans around the world, instead carried activist slogans. Justice Now. See Us. Hear Us. Respect Us. Love Us. Black Lives Matter and as a result of the shooting of Jacob Blake, the NBA playoffs are currently on hold. NBA teams in the playoffs have decided to stop participating in protest. It started on Wednesday when the Milwaukee Bucks decided to not take the court for game five of their first round series against the Orlando Magic. Since then, more teams and players have decided to protest as well, thus halting the playoffs. It's fairly unclear at this point when the playoffs will resume and how the NBA will deal with this. And finally, Usain Bolt, the world's fastest man, has tested positive for coronavirus. He posted a video on social media explaining his situation and assuring everyone that he's currently asymptomatic. One thing that Bolt didn't discuss in the video was his big birthday bash just a few days before, the day he turned 34. Ironically, guests also reportedly danced to the song Lockdown by Jamaican reggae singer Coffee. switch our attention to the MMA world as we speak to UFC Academy athlete Ramona Pasquale. Ramona was born here in Hong Kong, but has been training out of the UFC Performance Institute in Shanghai for over a year now. Due to coronavirus, Ramona is back in Hong Kong and she joins us here via Zoom. Thank you for joining us today, Ramona.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Before we delve into your journey, we're going to do a quick
2: fire round to let the listeners cast judgment on you before we start. So answer quickly. Are you ready?
1: Okay, okay, go. All right.
2: Female favorite fighter of all time? Rose Lava Very good. Favorite active male fighter? Uh, Max Holloway. What is your PB back squat? I
1: think 100 kilos.
2: Very good. What is your favorite thing to eat post fight camp?
1: Oh, um, steak. (laughs) No, that's kind of lame, but... It is what it is.
2: That's good. And what is your favorite sport outside of MMA?
1: Um, Basketball.
2: Okay. Do you have a favorite team? No. (laughs) But
1: I used to play basketball in high school, so you know I always find it entertaining.
2: Perfect. Perfect. So, can you give the listeners a rundown of who you are and what you do, please?
1: Okay. My name is Ramona Pasquale. I grew up in Hong Kong, and I am a professional MMA fighter currently based out of Shanghai at the UFC Performance Institute.
2: Wonderful, are you hoping to get back soon?
1: Yes, hopefully soon. I'm still working out the details with all the travel restrictions and the visa things, but um, I'm optimistic before the end of the year, so we'll see.
2: Wonderful, and what was your sporting journey into the UFC Performance Institute?
1: So in, uh, in high school or just growing up, um, it was all team sports. Uh, I was never very academic, so sports was sort of my avenue to excel. Um, And I was always really shy, really struggled with self-confidence, so that was kind of a way for me to grow out of that a little bit. Um, Rugby and basketball were my two main ones, um, all throughout middle school, into high school. And then I started kickboxing right before I graduated, actually, and it was just for fun. Um, I continued training kickboxing, Muay Thai. Throughout college, still for fun, you know, not really taking it seriously until after graduating university, and then deciding, you know, I've been training for it would have been like six years by then. I had met all these professional fighters who, you know, they have this stereotype where they're really, you know, they're they're um, they're uh, violent people and I can't control their emotions and all these things. They're criminals, you know. And I realized the ones that I all the ones that I met. We're all like mothers, fathers, you know, they had regular jobs and they were just very confident and very, um, had really strong character. And so I really looked up to them and then I decided, well, this is my one chance um, to do this. So after graduating, I decided I was going to compete in Muay Thai. So I did that for a year. I traveled to Thailand. I competed a little bit here in Hong Kong locally. Um, and then I went and I got a desk job because, you know, I had a business degree and that was what you do. Of course. Uh, and then after five years or just over um, still training competing but not taking it seriously I realized you know this is my last shot before I turned 30 you know I was 27 at the time Um, if I wanted to do it this is the time that I would have to do it this is the last chance I had so I decided to give it a go MMA was blowing up the female division was growing in the UFC um, and it just seemed like the perfect time and so I got into it thinking I was gonna give it a year or two. Um, and here we are, five years later.
2: Five years later. Did you have success early on in your Muay Thai career or was it very much a learning process? And
1: Yeah, um, I was lucky that I, I think I had been training for so long already before I started fighting. So I had all that repetition. It was just, I wasn't in that competitive mindset yet. Um I was very fortunate to have a lot of really good coaches, you know, um, a couple of them from Thailand. Um, and uh, and just a really good group to learn from, you know, and uh, yeah, I, I did have um, decent success in my Muay Thai career. Uh, coming up, you know, I my record is five and one, I believe.
2: Very um, good.
1: One fight, yeah, the one fight that I lost, I remember my coach had called me and was like, oh, this is my third fight, third, third pro fight. I like, I got you this fight in Thailand. Really big show for the Queen's birthday and it's like in this park, in the middle of this park, you know, out in the open in Bangkok. And he's like, It'll be a good experience for you. If you win or lose, it'll be a good experience for you. And I was like, Oh yeah, okay, I'm gonna go for it. I ended up fighting this Japanese lady who was like, you know, eight years older than me. She didn't look very athletic, and so I kinda went in with like, you know, overconfident.
2: Understood. She
1: had much more experience than I had completely wiped the floor with me, you know, and then what? went five rounds. I don't remember the last time I was actually that tired, um, and I lost that fight, and it was for a belt, you know, thinking like, oh, I'm gonna go in with two fights in my pocket and and win that fight, and I didn't. So that was a very humbling experience.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, MMA is, is brutal and beautiful, and there's an infinite amount of things you need to do and learn. How do you structure having all of the things you need to go into the ring, the octagon even?
1: Yeah, it is very difficult. At the beginning, you know, you kind of do it on your own. You kind of learn from other people, see what they've done before, but a lot of these methods are quite traditional. MMA hasn't been around for very long, so there's not enough data out there for people to really do it properly. And I feel like people tend to do more than is necessary in terms of um, not being able to program your intensity properly, not being able to recover properly. And I think the number one thing amongst fighters is that we're all under recovered um, and that leads to injury and obviously right. in a sport that requires you to be at your top physical and mental condition if you're overtrained, you're not switched on if you're not switched on that's when injuries happen you know you're too tired and when you're tired you make mistakes but now that i'm at the usc performance institute i've learned so much and yeah, realized I- how much of what i was doing was not Optimal or was just straight out wrong, um, how I can do things better. And over there we have one place where you just show up, everything is taken care of in that one center. So your SNC, nutrition, physio, your skills training, and all the coaches are communicating so they know where you are in certain periods, you know, of your fight camp. And so having a team like that is just so valuable. And the amount of progress that I can make within a six month period versus what I could make on my own in two years, you know, massive, massive difference.
2: You mentioned some of the struggles there. I'm curious as to what has been the toughest moment of your career so far. I think I know from sort of knowing you for a little while and following you online, but um, maybe you can tell the listeners and perhaps I'm wrong anyway.
1: Uh, I would say the injury, so my last injury, uh, two years ago, so I was training for a fight and just like we talked about with being under recovered, you know, and the ego plays a big role in this as well. I was two weeks out from a fight, I was overtrained, you know, I really should have probably just taken it easy that day or just rested, but I did it thinking, you know, I need to go hard, this is going to be my last hard training session. And so I made mistakes and I got injured. And that was the cost of of that. And I've had knee injuries before that I've, I've, you know, up until that point already had two, three knee surgeries. And so this would have been my fourth. And I just thought like, okay, this feels pretty horrific. I don't think I'm going to be able to perhaps recover fully to get back to the level of an elite athlete, you know? And so I was dealing with the idea of maybe this is it, you know, this is the rest of me, you know, I just, my career's ended. And so that was the really big struggle. But even after I'd realized, okay, I can actually come back. This is actually pretty straightforward. I can get this knee fixed. Um, just that struggle of being on this high and reaching this athletic peak of like, where you thought, what you thought was your best. And then all of a sudden in like an instant, just being back down to, even below what an average human is capable of. For me, I feel like there are certain certain circumstances, such as this injury, that have kind of toughened me up to condition me to then handle a career in cage fighting. So even though it sucked, and even though it was really painful, ultimately it made me into the stronger person that I am today.
2: Absolutely. Well, congratulations on making it back to where you are and now being part of the UFC Academy. That's some recovery. Well then.
0: Thank you. I'm Ben Cullen, and that's all from me this week. Thankfully, coronavirus cases have continued to trend in the right direction. And as of today, we are allowed to exercise without masks. Yes! Get outside and be active, everyone.